Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Hi, this is the audio version of the Cultaholic Classic Nitro Review. You can watch the video version and take part in a future episode by going to patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic. Oh, gee. The entire time. Oh, gee. Gee. It's showtime, folks. This is where the big boys play, huh? Woo! It's the Cold Ballet Classic Nitro <laughs> Review! Welcome in, everybody! Hey, uh, we go back to a simple audience, time. definitely. <sighs> keep going. <sighs> no, keep going, keep talking. Oh, welcome back, it's a fa- Hey, hey, oh, thank you, everybody! Sh- thank you! What a great show we've got for you tonight! Tonight, joining me for the Who and Annie, we've got Billy Joel! Yes! Joined by Suggs from Madness! Uh, coming up on a bit, we've got Kane! And all the way, Florence and the Machine! And we'll be coming down to midnight all together at 12 o'clock. Uh, Jim Boyer is here. Vic Reeves is yeah. here. Vic Reeves. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. I admit it just became Jules Holland's hooting nanny for a yeah. short while there. Don't know how that happened. You've just got to kind of awkwardly walk around on the spot a little bit. And it's right, you're right there. Balance around. the clock behind you. <laughs> He's welcome. Yeah. Madness. Uh, so we are here in 1996 uh, watching every episode of Monday Nitro from the very beginning or until its bitter end, or ours. Yes. Who be we? I be fake, Geordie. Radio presenter without portfolio, Tom Campbell, with resident WCW kid, Mr. Sam Driver. You right. Spent 50 quid today. Did you? Mm. What on? A registrar for our wedding. Ooh. Little, little costs are coming up for our wedding next like year. Like buying a house. Yeah. And it's just like, oh yeah, you want the house? Yeah, it's, it's like 300 grand, but you, 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 you need to have this done to it. Um, and this done to it before we can even let you sniff the house. Mm. Uh, that's an extra 70 grand, please. And also, um, I've got to print off this piece of paper, right? And put it into this envelope. Now, I think that's about 190 quid's worth of work, don't you? <laughs> Live it. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> don't! I, the 50 quid I paid today for the registrar, who's going to officially declare yeah. Alex and I married It's a very year. important fee to pay. The main it's thing. a mandatory fee. But that was a deposit for the actual fee, which I've got to pay next year, which is going to be about 450 quid. Just to say, are you, do you want to get married? Yep, there you go. Fuck Done. that. Just get somebody online. Get somebody to, to become a minister. I did it once uh, at school. I think I went in with my minister certificate and started marrying all my friends together, just against their will. 
Just declaring them married. You've made a lot of... Because you used to just be able to register people. for free. You used to be able to just go on, yeah, uh, Sam Driver, here's my address, I'm now a legally ordained minister. I think you can, but uh, we wanted to do it in, as much in the eyes of the law as possible. Yeah, <laughs> so this, it's completely this legal. Like right thing to I've do. got a certificate I printed out at home. Oh, I, I know <laughs> that before I put the deposit down. You just don't want fireworks but, and backflips. Oh, and, and I want all of them, but at the moment, it's like... Oh, motocross it? wheelies. That oh, would have been something I, I could have done for you. Yeah. But the thing at the moment is, is we'll put this wedding together, go, oh, you want spoons? You want some spoons? Six grand. <laughs> you, want, you want to wear trousers down the aisle? Yeah, okay, four grand. Sorry, you want more than one bouquet of flowers? Oh, 18 grand for flowers. Look, fucking what? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be a lovely day. Lovely, a lovely weekend. Yeah. But like, yeah, we, we are. We, we could just get it on the cheap, but we're doing something spectacular. Yeah. Where every that's, cost that's the is goal. Like that's the goal. Six grand each. Yeah. Like, but it's going to be worth it. I hope so. If she if she divorces me, in yeah. Three trust months, me, you don't want to cheap out on a wedding. Like my first wedding, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what made it terrible? It's over and done with in like five minutes. <laughs> I didn't once feel like they cared about us as a couple. <laughs> you know, didn't even give us some free chips to go gamble in the oh, casino, good, which I was yeah. expecting. You know, <laughs> movies have conditioned me to expect here's twenty dollars and free chips. And, and you're then, divorced now. Yeah, now we're divorced, which was more of a fuck on than getting married. Uh, <laughs> was it really? Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> good to know. That's good to know. Just, just so Alex knows I'm not Alex to worry. about to get married. Oh, no, I've just got to cover all bases. <laughs> got to cover all bases. Uh, what's new with you, anyway? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. We had a bit of a fun earlier. We're shooting some new stuff. And, oh, can uh, we say or not? We can't say what it is, oh. I don't think, but we're shooting some new stuff. And uh, we, we got through one set of recording. And then Tom jumped in to do his set of recording. Uh, and then we, we just sat and, and you know, in the studio, there's like four or five of us just kind of vibing, making sure everything's going off all right. Uh, and then Tom delivers all of his lines perfectly, walks out, and then it's like, Tom, did, 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 did we give you the mic? <laughs> And it turned out, yeah, we had we hadn't mic'd you. <laughs> I wasn't mic'd up for the whole time, so I had to go out and do it again. Yeah, but I'd argue the second take was better. Yeah, <laughs> much better. First one was just a dry run. As a, yeah, as, you, as I came in, you went, "Don't worry, mate, dress for yourself." <laughs> but they'll be sad. That's soon. That's happening soon. Mm. Some fun things happening soon. Uh, mailbag is happening All right. now. Classic at cultaholic What the fuck was that? All right. <laughs> Uh, hi, Sam and Tom. Right. Thank you for keeping me entertained on my six-hour daily commute to work. What? I think, I'm hoping he means three hours there, three hours back. Fingers at least. I mean, even then, fuck off. What? Ah, okay. The, <laughs> it's gonna be like... This is from Luke in Brisbane. Ah. ah Australia. Oh, yeah, because it's like, there's like, you, your post office is on the Gold Coast. Uh, <laughs> and then if you head up toward Victoria, that's where like the, the Asda is. Uh, so you've got to, you know, it's like thousands of miles to do anything mm. there. My uh, Alex's old <laughs> flatmate, bless him, used to live in Newcastle. Yeah. And he had a job in Blackpool and he'd commute. And we're like, why? But he's from Australia. So that's like, ah, it's well, fine. It's sort of like Americans, isn't it? Because like for us, a four hour train journey is fucking unbearable. Like <laughs> yeah. we have the luxury of being a very small country. Um, and, you know, it's, especially cities like Newcastle, you can walk from the train station in Newcastle to the very top of town or like from the quayside to the top of town in like 20 minutes. Mm. It, that's it. And it's sort of, it's nice. Uh, but yeah, like, fuck traveling that much oh. daily. Oh my God, well, you hero. Well, well, at least an hour and a half of that is spent listening to us. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I remember the giant becoming WWE world champion mm. and arguing with somebody in an AOL chat room nice. about him being Andre's son. They thought he was, I knew he wasn't. Well, kayfabe. <laughs> well, that's it. 
What's a Working mem- those marks, brother. <laughs> Were you chatting to Hulk Hogan <laughs> at AOL.com? What's a memorable wrestling argument that you've had? Oh, That's God. a great question, Luke Hodgett in Brisbane. Thank you. Oh, What's a memorable you go wrestling first because right. I'm trying to mine, I need a dig deep. Mine is not so much an argument. Mine is a non-argument, right? Because it was one of the early times that I'd gone out drinking with my mates as a, yeah. as a teenager. And... Uh, my 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 mum and dad are always very much. They don't believe I've got mm. the street smarts. Yes. To, to to go out on a night out when I was younger, so they always like just be very careful. Yeah. You know, try not As to get into do. arguments with yeah. people and all this stuff. So these words don't are, spit or piss on any bouncers, Tom. <laughs> keep a tenner in your shoe just in case, and all that. <laughs> and this I get robbed on the way home from that my way shoe. you can get fifth of the way home from a late night taxi. <laughs> This was the 90s, mate. That would have been taxi there and that back. That would have been my kebab. whole night out. <laughs> that would have ten meant something. Um, but these words ringing in my ear as I go on this night out and we had a few drinks in a pub. Yeah. I want to say it was the cricketers in Worcester. Mm. And uh, near the like about 10 o'clock at night, I'm at the bar and this guy's holding up the bar and he starts a conversation with me about yeah. something, right? And uh, and I think he was just like, oh, beer's beer shit here. And I was like, that's oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I've had a rough week. I have. I don't know who this guy is. No word of a lie. And he goes, yeah, I'm a wrestler, I am. Now, I'm a wrestling right. fan. I'm like, oh, are you? <laughs> yeah. I've never seen you on WWF Raw. I'm remembering my dad going, <laughs> don't start an argument. Don't provoke anybody. Don't provoke any- Are you really? Yeah. I had a big match last week. No, no word of a fucking lie. It was Hulk Hogan. Close. I had a fight with Andre the Giant. Andre's been dead for... 10 years at this point. <laughs> in my head, I'm going, I really want to correct him. <laughs> yeah. But I've been told, did you? Yeah. He's 400 pounds. I said, that's big. Yeah. yeah. Got a fight next week with Yokozuna. I'm like, he's, he's, he's dead as well. Or, or, or was he, I tell a lie, I tell a lie, it was Yokozuna first, then Andre, because I, because Yokozuna, he'd said the size of Yoko, and I went, all right, yeah, because he was still alive at that point. Yeah. Then he said Andre, I have a fight with Andre next week, and he said, Andre's 600 pounds. And I'm going, Andre's dead. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I just thought, okay, can I approach this? I said, wow, I would have thought Andre was dead by now. And the guys went, no. He's, he's just, he hasn't been well. He's just been sleeping. <laughs> he hasn't been well. But was he's he, a big fucker. Could it not have been somebody who was part of the WWF UK tribute shows? Oh, I mean, I never considered that. He <laughs> But he, he believes, he believes that he is the Undertaker. He's just stood there at the bar with his bandana on. He's oh. got all the same like tattoos and everything. You walk Hogan. <laughs> So <laughs> you look like. I think that's my. So that's my. It's, it's not a proper answer. And I apologise. It's a sort of non-argument. Mm. Mine. It's similar. I don't think I've ever had like a full-blown argument about wrestling that wasn't with my brother. Mm. Um, and it wasn't just like Jeff's cooler. No, Matt's cooler. Uh, but the uh, there was a point at university where I'd managed to hide my power level quite well. well I'd somehow made normal friends that were like just average everyday people. They liked normal things, and it was uni, and it was like okay. This is interesting. Um, I've got some good mates. Um, and, you know, we don't talk about much outside the course films, like standard, what we're doing at the weekend, all that bollocks. Um, but they would occasionally, whenever you'd be in a bar, rip on wrestling. And I'd just sit there holding my tongue, just holding my tongue, holding my tongue. And then one night we end up back in the halls and uh, we're sat in somebody's kitchen. 
And basically, there's this guy, I think we're watching something that quickly showed some footage of like Steve Austin. Um, and then it got talking. This guy just got talking about it and he was getting the whole invasion angle wrong. And I'm just very drunk at this point. And I'm sitting there and he's just going off about the invasion angle, getting it all completely wrong. Oh, no. uh, the Survivor Series finale, all that stuff. And I just, I don't know what it was. It was like a fucking demon just possessed me. And I just kind of, mm. well, actually, and then just proceeded to run down the entire thing. Now, these people didn't know I had any interest in wrestling. Uh, and it was like a housemate of the people that I was friends with. And they all just slowly one by one as I'm just rattling off like three years of storylines, just going like, and then I'm like, what? <laughs> Backing away from you. And then just just call it, well, you, know, you used to watch it as a kid. <laughs> Is there any more beer? <laughs> Back when it was like dirty to be a wrestling fan. It was weird that. Like, you know, everybody goes through that phase, I think. I don't know why it's put it, I know why it's put it in my mind. Yeah. Um you ever said who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Right. You know the scene where he goes, shave and a haircut. <laughs> And Bob Hoskins is, is like holding Roger Rabbit's <laughs> mouth because he's desperate to go. Like it's that, it's that. It's like, and this is wrong. And I, I was literally just—I was just wall. like. And then eventually, yeah, it just—it all just came flowing out of me. Like I'd been suppressing the inner wrestling fan for like a couple of months at this point, and just quietly watching it on my own. And then yeah, it just came like flooding out, and it was like, oh shit. <laughs> How do you put the lid back on Pandora's box? Exactly. They think I'm weird. You become a wrestling editor, and, that, and the rest is history. <laughs> Look at me now. <laughs> Classic at cultaholic.com if you'd like to send a question in for next week. Thank you kindly. Uh, we are back in 1996. Uh, we are number one, number one in the US music chart in this particular week. Mariah Carey and Always Be My Baby. I knew I should have written her a strongly worded letter and took it to her house. I thought you had. I was in Beverly Hills, but I, I didn't get a chance to get over there. I'm going back at some point, but I'm going to make sure it's very strongly worded now. Please make sure you do. Yeah. Uh, music in the UK, uh, number one, George Michael, Fast Love. Yeah. It's a good song, that. It's a banger of a song, that. Uh, number one in the UK box office is The Birdcage. Nice. Love The Birdcage. I haven't seen it in a very long time. Oh, it's a lovely film. It's it's one of Alex and I's favourite films. Yeah. Um, to the point where this this wedding that we're doing, because mm -hmm. um, we, we're getting kind of the run of the venue for the Friday night and the Saturday night. Yeah. And they've got a little cinema. And they said, should we just invite anybody that's here for like the Friday night to come watch the birdcage with us? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just chuck another six grand on the and fire. And I just Let's walk in. It. I just walk in and just like just just slip a razor head into the Blu-ray player before anybody notices. Oh. And then it just becomes this 90-minute experience of just Oh Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be a great night. Yeah. And the craft Traumatize everybody. Yeah. <laughs> It's the it's the booths and the campbells. They're traumatized enough. Uh, <laughs> and in the US box office, the craft is number one. Oh God, the craft. Yeah, yeah. A bit of magic and, and dance and all that good stuff. Yeah, nice little film. Uh, this week in the UK television scene, uh, on the second of May, Airport debuts on BBC. Oh one. fucking da, hell! Da, 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 da. I honestly like after I went back through Spender, I've found so <laughs> many old shows like that are on like like all of London's burning is online, <laughs> uh, but it's it's all these like proto early reality doc shows like Airport. Uh, where you've got people like just fucking kicking off at the desk. <laughs> and so people actually behave like this. I remember that was like the first point as a kid where I was like, people actually 
behave like this. I and mean, I was like, yeah, I mean, they're very stressed. They're trying to get on a holiday or whatever. But like, yeah, th- this is what people do. And you'll just see like a grown ass woman throwing a massive tantrum. Or like the woman who's like, uh, they've been told there's like a technical problem with the plane. And it's just like, okay, um, what's wrong with it? My husband is an engineer. Uh, I'm sure he can help fix it. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure your husband can help fix the fucking Boeing 737. <laughs> if you can fix a toaster, you can fix a car. If you can fix a car, you can fix a plane. If you can fix a That's plane, that's what the army wants us to think. Or the join Air Force, the army, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, join in. We're going to have very expensive robots soon, and we need some meat to put around it so it doesn't get damaged. Uh, would you like to be that meat? <laughs> some benefits, not as good as the states, but some benefits. Just... <laughs> well, there you go. You get massive discounts in the states. Yeah, yeah, like the military discount and and just veterans uh, and everything. I mean, it's it's obviously true with a lot of reverence here as well. Mm. But I feel like American soldiers get get like all the deals. It seems like my mates who were in the army, they said that because um, we have the the NAFI, uh, the American. I can't remember what it is. It's like. Uh, it's got a silly name like PX or something, but it, it, it's like an initial name. But that's kind of like their store. And he's like, yeah, so you'd be on like the English side of the base and it's cool, it's, it's good and everything. So then you go to the American side of the base and there's just Pizza Hut and McDonald's and Nike. Oh. And, and it's all like discounted to hell because you're military. <laughs> and there's just all sorts of it. Like, and he was just like, he would always just gush about the American side of the base. It's just oh. like, they've got so much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get sneak over there? And, uh, I, well, I think they were on like a joint base. So oh, I think okay. you, you can just move. All based I think along communal areas, maybe. Yeah. That's all right then. I was going to say, but airport uh, in this year, I, I loved it because great. What a great idea! The place where we are at our most stressed. Yes, as a people, is an airport. Put a camera on it. Yeah, let's <laughs> capture that. Let's film that. I just like to think that there was some producer on his way to London, just like fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck. I've not got anything. I've not got anything. I've not got anything. <laughs> and he gets to the whole monkey tennis Alan Partridge situation, and he's just like. Um, thinks back to the grown woman throwing a hissy fit in the airport. I've got an idea. (laughs) Just like writing him a blank check. (laughs) Uh, And I loved it. It was a, if you've never seen it, fly on the wall documentary uh, that covers the the life and times and the days and nights of London's Heathrow Airport. And it went on for ages. It had a very long run. There was a, I think a whole EasyJet spinoff. There was Fly With Me, yeah. uh, There was like loads of different takes on that format. I'm surprised. Uh, for various jobs. Surprised Alan Pacitti's not watched it on See You Next Tuesday on Twitch. He yet. probably that feels has. like prime material. He probably has. Apple. It really does. Uh, on the 6th of May this week, uh, BBC One aired the first episode of brand new series, The Liver Birds. I've never heard of it. Uh, which catches up with Beryl and Sandra two decades on from the original TV series, The Liver Birds. Right. So if you're a fan of the original, it's a sitcom with hilarious results. Uh, <laughs> Twister uh, debuts in the US in this week as well. Mike Brighton's film. What a fucking movie. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? What a fucking movie. It's so good. They were talking about remaking it. And it's like, you, 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 you can't just remake it. You've got to do it right. Yeah. It's got to be done right. It can't just be a CG shit fest. Because like, when you go to, I don't know if it's still there, but when I went to Universal in Florida, they had a Twister experience. It yeah, wasn't so much a ride. That, yeah. But you just sort of stand in these stores that are kind of protected and boxed in. Uh, and then they just unleash hurricane force winds through giant artificial fans they used for the movies. And you watch you just tear a house apart mm. in front of you. And it's like, whoa. Mm. Uh, so I want that. Yeah. If you're going to remake it, I want to just watch a load of houses get obliterated, but real. What, Chris Nolan, get Chris <coughs> Nolan to do it. He wouldn't settle for anything. He apparently replicated an atomic blast physically without CG for Oppenheimer. 
So I'm hoping that means they just gave him the desert and literally like 85 trucks of TNT. Because that would just be glorious. Nice. I didn't know he did that. Yeah. He doesn't like effects. It's like um, the the Dark Knight when the truck flips. The truck flips. Mm. Oh, uh, they it? use a lot of like miniatures and stuff, but the truck flips. Mm. Like rather than having it all computer animated. There's, there's two people I like who are who approve of reusing the real thing rather than CG. Yeah. And that's your guy, Chris, there, and the editors and directors of the first three seasons of Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I fucking, I love uh, just the original, like, animated Thomas is one of the greatest children's franchises. Pre-animated, shows. sure. Uh, well, yeah, pre-animated. When it was just the trains on the track. Well, that that is animation still. Is it? Would you call it animation? I guess well, would. they're physical models, aren't they? I guess so. And you have stop motion animation, which is physical models. I never classed it as stop motion. Technically, though. this is animation. Oh, that's true. <laughs> we are in suspension. Not what you're watching, but what we're doing is, this is animation. motion animation. This is maybe animation. You look animated. I get yeah. that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Normally after a drug. Um, this week in the wrestling. Um, Tom just <laughs> desperately pounding PCP in the toilets <laughs> until everything looks like Disney again. I want everything just... to sparkle once more. <laughs> the sparkle lasts for less time just drop every it, time. It falls in the toilet. No, my angel dust. <laughs> arm around the U-Ben just pulling out my shit. happy powder. <laughs> like clumps like cat litter. <laughs> Should I have bought the anti-clumping PCP? For fuck's sake, I knew I should have got the hydrophobic stuff. Oh, mate, we're going to need anti-clumping PCP because uh, this week in the wrestling, uh, a press conference is held and WCW have announced that from the 27th of May, Nitro will go two fucking hours. Mate, we've 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 reached a time a for these podcasts to get nice and long. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the current rambling bullshit with minimal wrestling chatter times oh. two. Times oh, two with God. fireworks in the middle that I'm very much going to draw attention to every week because the fireworks are the key moment. Yes. Yeah. To the point where it was it Big Boss was the, the boss and somebody else having a match and they're like, what's the top of the hour? Fireworks. They fucking zoom out and focus on the fireworks in the middle of a match. It is glorious. And they're just in the ring, just grabbing arrest holders. It's just... This blood feud stopped by fireworks very briefly. Uh, Dave Meltzer opines the expansion of the show had been somewhat in the works for a while, but it wasn't expected to take place until the beginning of the fall season. The decision to do so virtually immediately, the first week after TNT's commitment to the NBA playoffs are over, came as a response to the television ratings on the 6th of May, this Nitro, in the 7pm time slot, drawing a 1.9 compared to Raw's 4.1. Second highest in history. So, so I mean, watching it week to week, I get it. Raw is still winning the ratings. Is Raw up to uh, two hours yet? Not yet, no. Okay. Raw will follow suit. Nitro will lead. Nitro leads. Nitro leads this. Wow. Uh, as a best case scenario for WCW, the hour lead-in, says Dave Meltzer, will allow them to hard sell a couple of main event matches, no doubt, one of which will start nearly every week at about 8.53. So we'll be in progress when Raw starts. And this so is also... It's also where we start to see slightly more backstage goings on mm. with WCW because you need to fill the time. Well, there's the main event. He's sitting in the locker room. Let's go talk to him. Well, it does mean that if you are a fan <laughs> of Thunder in Paradise, uh, that will end in its current time slots. Oh, on no. What are we going to do? Thunder. He's got like a robot boat, doesn't he? It's a bit like Night Rider on Sea. Yeah. 
<laughs> they could have just done tugs with Hogan. Could you imagine a tugs oh! boat with that mustache made of like shit felt? <laughs> I need to make a tugs Hogan now. The tugs theme. Fucking oh, it slaps. Slaps. Absolutely slaps. Fucking hell. Anybody with that level of commitment to, to, to just generating some of the finest saxophone driven me. It's, it's just so good. Junior Campbell is the mind behind it, right? Right. And I'm in awe of the, like, so the brief would have been, all right, uh, Junior Campbell, uh, we've got it's some. A, um, it's a show about boats for kids. Just, we don't need nothing too wild, nothing too wild at all. Just a little, just just something like cheap, like just like a dink, dinky, dinky, dink, 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 it's tugs. Something really simple. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, no worries. Um, just something bed. Yeah, just <laughs> maybe, maybe on a Bon Tempe. Nothing too wild. Yeah. yeah, no worries, no worries. How's this? Fucking sons and daughters over here. You can watch like sprinters at the Olympics to this. As their faces are going like. <laughs> I don't know about you, Tom. I don't know about you, Tom, but I am furiously erect right now. <laughs> Priapic, mate. Priapic. I just. I am so happy that I live at the same in the same space of history where the Tugs theme was made. It's like oh, I I don't know um, what's going on. Do you remember? Because uh, we had like an influx of of Australian kids shows as well in the early nineties. We had um, a British one called Tumble Down Farm, which I used to have on VHS, which was amazing, and it featured puppets. Yeah, it was like Farmer's Daughter was the main character, and there was like a talking tractor and everything. They had like a top down thing where they went between the th yeah. Oh, like uh, GTA. And then and then there was also, um, oh, fuck, what was it called? Is it Johnson and Friends? Which is like an Australian Toy Story yeah. style show where you have like a, a bear. I think it's like an elephant. He's like a pink elephant and there's like a truck. Uh, but yeah, God, like I, I just, they popped into my brain the other week and I just had to Google to fuck to find out what they were. Because it was just like pink elephant, Australian kids show, 1994. Uh, just like, so, and they eventually find it. And it was like, fuck, man, just unlocking core memories and sitting on that living room floor just glued to the TV. I'm glad that you're in a similar space because I found yeah. that with Tugs and I found that theme shoot again. Like I was like watching episodes of Tugs like 39. Super marionation, man. Like I, I will sit and watch Captain Scarlet. Like whenever I go past it on TV or on an app mm. or anything, like it, it, we're watching something and I'm flicking through the channels and we see Captain Scarlet. Steph's just like, all right. <laughs> uh, because it's, it's just, there was something about Captain Scarlet that like Thunderbirds was great as a kid and Thunderbirds are still really cool now. Like in terms of like, you know, look at it. Look at what they fucking achieved with what they had in some like rinky dink little studio yeah. against all the odds. It's incredible. And then they make Captain Scarlet, which is just so dark and sinister. Mm. And it's sort of like the first time you, you, as, well, the first time I kind of dealt with themes like, you know, espionage and, uh, you know, evil, malevolent forces. Kind of grown up, and didn't it? Mr. And it's, yeah, it felt like a lot more mature. And it's just fucking badass. They did a terrible CG version of it. Do not watch the terrible CG version of Captain Scarlet. Uh, but yeah, I kind of wish we got an Action Man Super Marionation. Oh. Because like, Action Man, like, never had a good adaptation, did he? Mm. And he's, he is our G.I. Joe. He is, actually. Yeah. 
And Action Man versus G.I. Joe. Let's rip the multiverse wide open. Oh, Action Man is probably SAS trained, so Joe's not got a hope in hell. G.I. Joe's going to... G.I. Joe's going to fucking parachute in, like, with all the mod cons. And then somehow combat... he's going to just get swiped from the side, immediately cable tied and thrown into the back of a Jeep. Not even that. Parachute <laughs> in, combat roll in, and weapons. A trap all things on. Action Man just goes behind the back. Clicks his neck, kills him. Right, <laughs> my uh, my mate uh, who mate. I was talking uh, talking about earlier, uh, one of my mates at Unibeat, he went to he was in the army from like sixteen, uh, but he he said he did some training as like bait, as like fodder for SAS. Ooh. So it was like a, a case of there were like a group of people that were being trained. Uh, you have to go make yourself scarce in this area. We're going to find you. We're going to catch you. We're going to get the information from you. Uh, and he said it's like scary because you just sort of you're out and about. You think you're clear, and then all of a sudden, like a chinook will just come flying over. Bank two blows drop in front of you and you're just done you're just done and then before you know it, you're in a barn a barn like tied to a chair and they've got a dog in your face and you're just like i know this information don't hurt me uh and it's obviously they're not gonna hurt them because no, it's, it it's, it's an exercise but, but it's just a lot like of ptsd from that surely i know he had a blast apparently oh, like uh once he got caught he he was basically made the prisoner of one specific soldier like they'd all take one of the people they captured uh and then that guy was just bestowing wisdom not uh, wisdom on him like okay so when they storm the house you're gonna help me now because like you're my captive or whatever uh so if they come and try and get you you're gonna aim here and aim there and he's just like yeah this went against everything i was taught but it, it worked <laughs> it worked really well wow never thought of that get your yeah. to join you yeah it's a tag team yeah how will they coexist why don't we have an sas tag team oh i'm sure we did at one point we probably Truth have commission <laughs> No, that was apartheid, Tom. That's a, a much more I delicate, <laughs> much more delicate international subject. <laughs> Different to the SAS. That's yeah, just fine. a little. <laughs> I just, I just saw army outfits and went and asked it. I'm a simple beast. Uh, let's do Nitro. We are live this week in Daytona Beach. Daytona. Beach. Let's go away. That's the, that game has ruined Daytona for me. Every time I see something which says Daytona on that game is Daytona. Daytona. That game, that game is Daytona. As far as I'm fucking concerned, that beach was named after it because it was such a banger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's one of the only ones. Like I I I get like a strong urge to play Dreamcasts like from time to time at like specific games, but Daytona I'll just put on. Because mm. it's just mindless, it's fun, and that one song, at uh, one song. Have you seen the video of the guy singing it live? No. Like, he sings it uh, he recently, well, recently, probably within, like, 10, 5 years ago. Ah, <laughs> oh, recently is uh, really weird. Yeah. Uh, but you, he, he just sort of did a re-recording of it, and it's fucking bizarre. Oh. He's still just hitting the notes, and you're just like, yeah! It's a banger. It's so good. It's a, such, a, such a banging tune. You're all going to go home now and play Daytona. Do it. Pepe is dressed as a sailor. Because he, he heard sailors get all the girls in Daytona. In Daytona. <laughs> I've got a quick question for you, though, Tom. Hit me. Uh, an apology for poor English. Where were you when Bobby Mike dies? <laughs> I was sat at home eating smegma butter when Piotr ring. Bobby Mike is kill. No. <laughs> I don't know why this popped into my head, but it, it's, it's probably my favourite green text of all time i don't even think it's a green text it's probably my favorite like shit post of all time i guess just the, it's the, it's just a picture of john lennon from the imagine video just staring into the camera apology for poor english when were you when john lennon dies i was sat at home eating smegma butter when piotta ring john is kill no <laughs> that's a hell of a callback 
Um, but where were you when when Bobby Heenan and Mike die? Mike, uh, yeah, Bobby's mic weren't working at the start. Fuck knows. <laughs> You eating smegma butter? Yeah, eating smegma butter. Yeah. I just told you. <laughs> yeah, Bobby's mic ain't Piotr working. rang up. <laughs> I was like, fire. Like, Yo, Piotr, what are you doing? <laughs> my cigar and my fucking, uh, my massive, like, sovereigns. <laughs> I didn't spot Bobby's mic breaking first time around, and I know exactly why. I know was... who stole it. Who stole it? It's not even a fucking conspiracy. It was Mongo. Mongo, Mongo clearly stole it because Mongo talks next and he's triple loud to the point where he's peeking. <laughs> so Mongo's probably sat there just like, hello, in two mics. <laughs> oh, two mic Mongo over there. <laughs> two mic Mongo he Jones. He needs it in both ears just in case Flair comes out and goes after his wife again. <laughs> just hearing really intent. So, so he can ignore it even more. <laughs> Uh, and they talk up the main event. Giant defending against Leg Luger. Yeah. That's our main event of Tevening. We'll get to it very soon. Uh, opening match, Hugh Morris in action. He's facing Randy Savage. And Eric immediately brings up the Harley Rally mm. uh, because we're about to get hog wild this year. Uh, but I really can't wait for Harley to jump up and slap the taste out of his mouth when they go, you can't just use a fucking copyright. <laughs> uh, is, is it the Harley owner's group is hog? That's which is where that comes from. And so, it's so, a licensed thing. So they put that out into the world now. Yeah. That look that might come their way soon. I fancy a holiday. Let's go to Sturgis, said nobody ever. <laughs> and that's where Except a, Eric Bischoff. But real Americans live in Sturgis, says Mongo. Yeah, they do. Have you not have, have, have you not Brother? ever like seen footage of the Sturgis motorcycle <laughs> oh, rally? It's I uh have. it's, uh, it's, it's a, a wild place. <laughs> of all the things I've seen, it's one of them. Uh <laughs> so we're doing a live pay-per-view event from Sturgis mm. because Eric Bischoff quite likes motorbikes, so therefore he's gonna he's gonna push his passion for motorbikes yes. on the rest of the world. Uh, not quite fully though. That we've still got to wait for him to descend from the rooftop of the building on a Harley on a circular spinning platform. Oh. That's coming in a couple of years' time. Uh, but uh, yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, Sturgis Motorcycle Rally is like a big, 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 big thing in the motorbike world, and uh, like it's just essentially a huge meetup slash mini festival slash celebration uh, of all things. Things, motorcycles and so Eric Bischoff is a huge fan uh, of bikes and so he kind of ties this in and we're going to have an open air wrestling event at Sturgis Motorcycle Rally and it's going to be a complete as you can probably guess fucking disaster <laughs> <laughs> I, it, the thing is it's shit because like the 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 look of it the aesthetics, it's re nice. the aesthetics really cool and the idea i think still really cool it's just the execution just falls flat on its mm. arse a bit doesn't it do we ever get a, a, a sturgis level in like um an arena in like a wcw game i don't know but i hope so i can't, I can't remember ever playing whether one. we do maybe in wcw nitro i only had i had mayhem and definitely didn't get one in mayhem Oh, I'm trying to think. I, I had backstage assault because Jesus Christ. Get one there. Uh, Jesus. But yeah, no, I, I can't remember. But all I all I do remember is reading up the um, because the the ring is surrounded by obviously people on motorbikes. Uh, they're just revving all the time, mm. so it's just it's just noxious fumes the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Seven wrestlers down with carbon monoxide poison <laughs> after it. <laughs> Come out of the end. macho man's just turned blue and he doesn't realize. <laughs> Hey, talking to Macho Man, it's him and Hugh in our opening match. Morris jumps Savage on the outside and batters him. Savage doesn't get a look in to start with the match. He throws Savage into the ring, does Hugh Morris, and puts Savage's robe on. But the ro but obviously, Hugh's a much 
hunkier, chunkier boy yes. than Savage. So he just about gets one arm in. Yeah, he's got the hat on, and yeah. you know he's he's it, it's it's doing the poses. He is like, and it's a, it's to say it again. It's a shame, you know, everything that happened with Bill Demott and everything that came out about Bill Demott because he at this point, especially even just the little touches, like on his entrance when he's laughing mm. to himself and then he's going serious. It's it could be so easily over egged. But he gets it right up to the line where it's almost cartoony, and then just pulls it back. Mm. And he's he's just really believable, and he's a very entertaining wrestler to watch when he's you know in a competitive match. But I just yeah, it just it just sort of like I was like, oh, that's really fun. But oh shit, yeah, it's shame. <laughs> uh, as he starts doing Savage's poses whilst wearing Savage's hat and robe, Randy eventually uh, wakes up enough to see this, yeah. loses his mind. Well, this is the odd thing as well, because Randy's presentation here, like over the last couple of weeks, Randy has been kept backstage, handcuffed every time he comes out. God, just get him out of here. He's crazy. Get Elizabeth more of his money. Jesus, Randy needs to learn a lesson. Uh, but that's still ongoing, but when Randy comes out, he's still got the fucking fireworks. He's still got the whole baby face pop. It's, 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 which, you know, he is the baby face in the situation, but you wouldn't know it from how the fucking company's happening. Not in the slightest. <laughs> uh, he, he, he grabs Hugh and starts gouging his eye for ages. Yeah. The referee can't get him off him. So this is it. He's snapped now and yeah. he's gone back to mental Randy. He snapped it into a Slim Jim. Uh, he starts choking Hugh Morris out, sort of hangman's new style. Yeah, with he's his like rotting him, right? Yeah, it's great. And the ref goes, ah, oh, sod this. Rekema Soul just throws it out. Match is done. It's a DQ win to Hugh Morris. And then Randy goes, what did you just fucking say to me, you little bitch? And squares up to the referee. He's like, come on, fucking hit me. Go on. And then Randy just absolutely pulls out a shotgun. No, uh- <laughs> no what happens is he gets, he gets Hugh into the ring and the ref's like, don't do an elbow drop, yeah. you naughty boy. Savage goes, do an elbow drop does an elbow drop, raises up his hands, like, look what I did, I did a thing, and the ref, who's in a shitty mood, pushes Savage, goes, no, Hugh Morris won, raises Hugh's dead hand, to which... lying there. And Savage, as you say, squares up to the ref. So what the fuck are you doing? I'm the macho man. And then pimp slaps him. Absolutely. Slaps the Uh, and then another ref runs out and is doing the whole, no, Randy, don't, don't do anything, Randy. And then Randy hits an elbow drop on the initial referee who shoved him. <laughs> Absolutely and does. And then out come, like, legitimately, these, the, the, it's, it's, you've got security, you've got a couple more refs, and you've got police officers. And if these are real police officers, then fuck going out and having fun in Daytona in 1996, because <laughs> they look like they had the stiffest of rods up their asses. <laughs> like, they just look like they were no fun at all. No fun for you. <laughs> You young man. It's like, come on, officer. It's just a little bit of cocaine. No, you're going. <laughs> you're going to prison for 15 years. <laughs> whereas, in, whereas in different parts of Florida, they go, "Oh, go on, man. Yeah, you little tyke. Come on, get away with you." At least it's not crocodile. You're not eating some guy's face on an overpass. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. I don't think it was Florida. Was it California? I don't or was know, it Florida? It? But the, the, so was it bath salts, not crocodile? Mm-hmm. So there's a drug called crocodile that just fucks up your body. Uh, but there's uh, when bath salts. It was the first time I heard about that. It was uh, somebody Actual took bath them. Salts. No, no, it, okay. it's a drug was... that resembles bath salts, and so it's I called was thinking bath salts. Pops a lush later. <laughs> just... <laughs> uh, but you had um like just this story come from out of nowhere that this guy had like taken this stuff. And then he just pounced on somebody and started just tearing his face off like a cannibal, wow. like a Resident Evil zombie, uh, just with his teeth. 
Like Jeez. just just chewing this guy's face off. Uh, and it was like, oh, fucking hell, maybe just scale back the drugs a little bit now. <laughs> Pull back a bit on the bath salts. But come on, Florida. I can't even use bath salts in Daytona Beach. <laughs> Jesus. It does genuinely show how innocent I am. Because <laughs> I have a bath salts mentioned before, and I did genuinely think, well, I like bath salts. <laughs> Like they're like you know I'll have yeah when you put them in water they're lovely yeah like oh I'll have a bit of rain you handle them dry you fuck that's why they come in tubs I'm thinking that's why I feel a little (laughs) bit little bit loosey goosey after a radox (laughs) session you would not feel loosey goosey you would wake up seven hours later to blood everywhere (laughs) uh, and about seven holes in the wall Uh, or if you're even at home at all you know you might just wake up naked by Gray's monument surrounded by bodies don't tell me how to do the weekend. Don't tell me I'd do my birthday weekend. Uh, Doug Dillinger, the off, the officers, police officers, and the officials from the WCW all hit the ring. They eventually coax Randy Savage they, away. They don't cuff him, which is nice to mm. see. They're being respectful. They're treating him with dignity, as any zoo exhibit would be treat. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's weird when you think wrestlers are kind of like a... Wrestling is kind of like a big zoo exhibit, isn't it? Yes, we're all stood around watching them perform. Yeah, it's just that rather than like us being put in the back of a cage and driven around a safari park, they just sort of put the wrestlers on a big cage and just bring them down and have them fight <laughs> through meat at them. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've had we weeks of like these the Randy Savage wild story arc hasn't lined up to me because I, I thought he hasn't been wild enough. Yeah. This was the best one I've seen. Mm. Like legitimately, yeah, you should be dragging him off here. He's yeah. pimp slapped a referee. And that's and it. He's beating everyone but it, like the garroting alone was yeah. like vicious. And, and it's sort this of, that's what you want to see from it. And yeah. So having Randy kind of come out and, and do the whole, you know, I'm, I'm Randy Savage, you know, standard uh, baby face style entrance. And then to just have him kind of on a penny was mm. just like, yeah. But it did confuse me a little bit because it was a bit like, what? (laughs) Okay, he's getting all the bells and whistles again. Mm. Like nothing's happened. So the Observer writes that Savage was going to be suspended Mm. as part of this angle, possibly even here. But they've realized that Ric Flair versus Randy Savage is the biggest drawing match they currently have on house shows. Mm. So instead, they've said Savage will be suspended from TV, but he can work house shows. You know, like that time where that time where Kane got under house arrest, but he can come to work yeah. in 2003. Like he's like you're under we house arrest. We just registered the arena as his house. So <laughs> yeah. what are they going to do about it? Loophole. He lives in the hot dog stand. God, oh, <laughs> that's a lovely image of Kane living in the hot dog stand. <laughs> Morning, everybody. Oh, nobody around. <laughs> a lovely sleep. I'm resting my head on the mustard. <clears throat> Uh, they observe the passing of Ray, the crippler Stevens, who we lost this week in the wrestling, former tag partner of Pat Patterson, legend um, of the Midwest scene. Yeah, and uh, big up the Cauliflower Alley Club as well. Yeah. Uh, they they shout out the Cauliflower Alley Club as Ray's family chose to uh, just say, send donations that way rather than anything to the family. Uh, but the Cauliflower Alley Club, for anybody who doesn't know, it's an amazing organization that's kind of like a fraternal club uh, for retired and occasionally active wrestlers, uh, boxers, performers, and and people involved in and around the wrestling sphere. Uh, they've got a yearly awards dinner, and it's still going. Uh, they kind of they they have a benevolent fund that that's there to kind of help people going through hard times right now as well. Uh, I'd love to do a little mini doc if I could ever get out there. But be mm. Brian Blair's the current president. Is he really? Yeah, took over from Nick Bockwinkle. No. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's something lovely in the story yeah. of the Cauliflower Alley Club. Yeah, it's nice. Isn't I it? like that. I like that. So that's where they're encouraging people to make donations to as the passing of Ray Stevens is, is acknowledged. Next up, Dean Malenko in action. He's facing Jushin Thunder Liger. We got two of the best blum, 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 junior blum. heavyweights in the world in their prime. So you know they're going to fuck it up somehow. 
Not the wrestlers. No. You know who we're talking about. Eric Bischoff on commentary <laughs> congratulates Shinjiro Otani on becoming the new <laughs> WCW Cruiserweight Champion. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing, right? Well done to our new champion, Otani. So this is a new title. They, now, I'm what we're watching Nitro week to week. We're not keeping up with Saturday night, but we're watching Nitro week to week. Basically, we've had sort of casual mentions of a cruiserweight division coming yeah. soon, kind of, sort of, maybe. And this week they've gone, oh, Otani's the new WCW cruiserweight champion, the first ever. Congratulations to him. Oh, okay. So there was a thing. There was a tournament. Yes, there was. And it was a tournament that happened in March. The tournament happened months ago, and they're only just acknowledging it. <laughs> the best part is, right? He's already lost the title because they taped worldwide and Otani lost the title on a worldwide that hasn't aired on TV yet. For fuck's sake. It's a strong start <laughs> for the cruiserweight division in WCW. But arguably the most exciting thing WCW is going to bring to the table. Yes, absolutely. That will have a, 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 a long-lasting legacy within the wrestling sphere. It's the WCW cruiserweight title lineage uh, is connected to the WWE Cruiserweight title lineage, which I yeah. feel like is theft. <laughs> yeah. Highest. That feels like grand larceny. But when, once you own it, you can do whatever you want with it, right? Mm, yeah. It feels like, feels like theft, though. Uh, Dean and Joe should start strong, but Dean takes a powder in yeah, the early stages. Fuck all of that. Ric Flair's coming out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck. Just cut away from it. Who cares about two fucking, you know, they're not Hogan. Uh, cut to Ric Flair, please. Mm-hmm. Lingering shots of Ric Flair on the ramp and then go straight to break. That would be amazing. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, production. Flair is in a lovely suit, and Woman and Elizabeth are in lovely red dresses. They have a VIP section with a lovely dinner table set up, and, and Which Perignon. We've Don seen before Perignon. from Ric Flair. We've seen Ric Flair with a, a kind of a, a, I don't want to say a buffet table, like a, a it's like a banquet table. I don't think that was Flair. I seem to think that was Sonny Ono and Bobby Heenan. No, I'm sure Ric Flair has his own table on the ramp. Uh, in like uh, 93, 94. Ah, uh, maybe. But I know on Nitro of, they've done this gimmick like with the, Sonny and during Bobby. The, uh, sorry, it's not on the ramp, it's on the aisleway. Mm. Uh, there's like a little a little jut in on the aisleway and there's a little table set up with like a banquet of food on it and flair. I'm sure it was flair. He'd go over there halfway through a match to, you know, just sort of stall, eat some grapes, and then occasionally somebody'd like pick up a chicken leg and beat him with it or something. I quite like that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was coming down to offer Malenko like a horseman card because, like, I like you know hindsight and all that. Yeah, I thought, is this where Dean becomes a horseman? Mm. Maybe I don't know. No, this is where happens. Dean becomes a special secret agent. But you're not going to learn oh. about that until years <laughs> later. <laughs> back in the ring, Liger wears down Malenko with a stretch. Malenko comes back with a leg lock. Uh, Liger lands a gorgeous springboard back elbow, drop kicks Malenko off the turnbuckle, and hits a dive to the outside. This is a lovely little match. Just cut back to Flair. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Is he still Flair. eating? He's still eating. He's right. Pour, he's pouring some shampoo. Hang. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready get 30, ready get 20 20, 20 ready get 20 20, ready get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Sharon and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. All right, Rovan Hardwell, back to you. Okay, second springboard back elbow, counted into a pin for a two count. Malenko lands something that is shared across video packages for decades to come. It is beautiful. It is the Avalanche uh, Avalanche Gut Buster. Yeah. Looks amazing. Just, it just looks brutal. Just whoop, boom. It's like Liger's um, back elbow. It's just picture perfect. And the angle, because he's coming in, uh, he's jumping backwards like the hard cams in front of him. So you just sort of see him do the whole like flip over and then just back. And it's just liquid. I forever adore adore how Jushin Thunder Liger added decades onto his career by slowing down his style and making his finisher just a running fist. Yeah. Running palm strike. Yeah. There you go. Brilliant. Why not? I don't know. No, I think it's amazing. <laughs> I love that. And like, and, and Jericho did something similar. Like he used to do lion yeah. salt and all that. Watch your back. Which was your back elbow. The lion salt terrified me. Oh, like no. it, it still does when you, because it occasionally gets busted out from time to time. Mm. Uh, but it, it, every time it's just like, oh, because we've seen, you know, how bad landings on those can go. So it's just like, I'm happy that he's sort of just saving it for bigger moments. Uh, and, you know, it, it's sort of, yeah, just just prolong the career because you're too good. Yeah. You're too good to not have on TV every week. I had the same feeling watching Jericho do that lion's salt as I did watching Pablo jump down from the fridge for the first time. Like, oh, no, God. okay, he's fine. I suppose that we're, we're the ones that are cut. We have, like, unmerited fear of it, whereas, you know, he's probably hit it a thousand times, yeah. and he's just like, yep, fine. Uh, we're just like, every time. <laughs> it's like Moot has been teasing a moonsault his entire retirement. So. Hit it once more. It will you be. can afford new knees. He's gonna, he's gonna, I know you've already got new knees. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he's going to beat Naito with a moonsault. That's a lovely story. That'll be it. Be a moonsault over Naito. <laughs> I wouldn't even be I'm mad. Sure, I'm I just sure he's been told by his doctor salt. not to moonsault. And therefore the rest is going to go, okay, I won't. Winks to the hard cam. <laughs> of course I will. Uh, Malenko. That wasn't a moonsault. <laughs> it was a variation on the move. You didn't tell me anything about variation. It was a 450, Your Honor. <laughs> I started by going... 
to the crowd. That's not a moonsault. <laughs> I did a little hush whisper to the crowd. It makes it different. Liger counters a power bomb. Malenko twists and turns. Lands a tiger bomb. Was it a tiger bomb? Double so. unlock into a power bomb. Yeah. My memory. Oh. Yeah, I think because he flips him up and then. Yeah, it's yeah. a tiger bomb in it for the three. Uh, okay, when you weren't looking at Flair, it was a banger of a match. Yeah, no, like, I mean, th this is, again, something that we've just said there. Like, WCW's light heavyweight or cruiserweight, whatever you want to call it at this stage before mm. it's, like, established. Um, the division of, of slightly smaller, faster, more technical guys is what sets them aside massively mm -hmm. compared to the other channel. Uh, and it, it's it's kind of, you know, people can look back and go, well, you're not really massively. But at the same time, it, it is because this is like more featured spots for wrestlers are going to go on to be a much bigger deal elsewhere because there's a glass ceiling here that they're not quite sure exists yet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are Ric Flair, Woman and Elizabeth doing here? We'll ask Mean Gene Well, Oakland Woman's here to, to, grope, them. to grope Gene again. Oh, lucky Just guy. Just giving him a bit of the old... She really gives him a bit of a oh, touch. Gene. Oh, Gene. <laughs> oh, Gene. The entire time. Oh, Gene. <laughs> Gene. In that voice. the You can't even hear what Flair's saying. Gene. <laughs> I'm just looking at a woman the whole time and Gene going beat red. Lucky, ba Lucky bastard. Oh, yeah, because Tom, in kayfabe now and in real life, Tom's now in love with woman. I am. Yeah. I am really. Like, there's something just about seeing her it. with the big gold did it for you. Yeah. He had to quickly leave the studio and run to the toilet, and he was back in 15 minutes. I made it. You know how... <laughs> All I could hear was nitro through the wall there. <laughs> <laughs> and, cry and crying. <laughs> Three minutes, mate. Uh, <laughs> now, it's... Trying to be generous. <laughs> kayfabe, kayfabe. You know how, like, Bischoff wants to do Sturgis because he loves bikes? Yeah. I made Woman the thumbnail that <laughs> I'm week. I'm really for happy you didn't go... I thought you were going to go in there. I thought he was going to... I want to do Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I, I made, um, I made Woman the Thumbnail <laughs> that yeah. week with the title <laughs> for the podcast. If you want to listen to the podcast, the thumbnail is Woman yeah. with the World Title. Because I think it looks really good on oh. Woman. It's like that That made my head turn a bit. Honestly, I, I was surprised that after this, it wasn't uh, a much more featured prominent spot for her. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's going to be featured prominently in other storylines, but like... You even fantasy booked her winning the title. Yeah. Why nice. Not? Give her the belt. Give her the belt. Yeah. What have a walk around with it and then have somebody else defend it for her and then every time they lose, she goes, well, I didn't lose it yeah. and just walks out with it. Have her beat the, 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 the giant with her shoe. Yeah. And then throw a coffee in his face. There you go. She's got that's her two moves. Yeah. A signature and a finisher. Coffee. Maybe we'll make a VR experience where a woman can throw coffee in your face oh, and stand there with a big gold top. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> I never leave the metaverse. I went on uh, the metaverse the other day. How was that for there you? There were like, because uh, I'd, I'd read somewhere that they had like 30 average monthly users. It was fucking empty. Oh, it that's... was bizarre. There was like this massive games arena type place you could go to where there was like loads of fucking, you know, you just pick up a gun and shoot all the targets or whatever the fuck. Um, it, it just, there was like 12 people and it was largely just screeching like children. And it was just like, this is, God, I'm so happy this is just blowing up in Zuckerberg's face. Oh. I'm so happy. I'm is, it so more the, happy. <laughs> is it more the case that it hasn't been like properly rolled out yet? Or? I, I don't know. Cause I don't, I like until VR is like ready player one level and it's all mm. unreal engine style rendering and it looks very realistic. 
I don't think people are going to be too mad about, you know, getting on and having to make an avatar and kind of, you know, oh, I've got arms now because it used to just be hands. I don't give a fuck, man. It still looks like, you know, a PS2 game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can't exist. If you're wanting everybody to just move into this digital sphere and give you all of their life, uh, you need to be putting some of those billions to use, my friend. And if that's what you're doing right now, uh, then fuck it out. <laughs> fuck it out. If this is billions worth. <laughs> Trillions might be in order. Uh, and then we've got to worry about brain link, which uh, people are going to adopt, uh, like go for that. I, I, you know, I'm all for becoming some form of cyborg, but like, fuck, just letting Elon Musk put a chip in your brain. Yeah, I don't know. And just plug I mean, it into the Matrix. Like, well, you know, fuck that. It's going to go so wrong. I feel it's like gonna it's going to go gonna so wrong. Oh. But then we probably thought that about mobile phones. Yeah, well, it's one of those things now where if you look back, it's like if somebody invented the car today, would it get approved? If somebody invented the airplane today, would it get approved? Uh, and it, I think there's got to be a, a very big risk taken in order to prove something as safe. Mm. You know, as, like look at the US with the the, the uh, like the Apollo program and everything that came before it, like all the test pilots that lost their lives. And there's a lot of, of stuff that goes into that. But now space travel is still very dangerous, but massively mm. safe compared to how it used to be. Mm. So I think it's one of those things where, yeah, mm, could be. Well, if you ever get bored, Sam and 29 other people are in the metaverse. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm ever going to Start on a again. Royal Rumble. Genuinely don't think I'm ever going to go on again. Um, I, if you go on like uh, Oculus Home, because I fucking will not call it a meta quest, uh, the old Oculus Home, when you plug into um, your PC, you could like build your own apartment room how you wanted. And it was like a lot more, uh, you still had kind of like a blocky old school looking character, but it was a lot more realistic than the metaverse. And, you know, you just have like a little laser gun sitting around, you pick it up and just do whatever you fucking want with it. Set up an arcade machine, put a big screen on the wall, watch your shit. I could live in that until you know i got depressed two days later and just put it all away uh but the metaverse couldn't even keep me for an hour wow yeah that's a shame it's not i'm happy try better zuckerberg yeah and also Don't just, just just take that fucking meta logo off whenever i turn the headset on now after the update i'm sick of seeing it <laughs> can i not just swap it back to the lovely oculus logo to match the the, the handsets and the, the headset mm -mm. itself that's got the logo on it Get your dirty logo off my headset, Mark. If you want a good virtual reality experience in the Northeast, yeah. in Newcastle in particular, go to the gate. The I've heard. My sister was saying, I've got to, uh, I've got to go check it out because they've got mm. like the VR, um, like arcade experience stuff, right? Yes, they have, and they've got a uh, Rayman Rabbids virtual roller coaster. Ah, oh, nice. It's lovely. Yeah, Whenever cool. Alex and I have a bit of time, we go through town. I have got some points on my card. Let's have a little go on the roller coaster. <laughs> That's how we spend our money as adults without children. <laughs> Flair is interviewed along with Woman and Elizabeth by Mean Gene. And he says nothing. No. He says absolutely nothing. We've heard no, he talks about times. his private jet he, look, flying Flair to the finest hotel in Daytona. Flair says some fucking bollocks we've heard a thousand times before. Big cock, loads of money, giant sucks, lethal lottery, I want to shag Debbie. That's it. It's true. That's it. I'm <laughs> upset with the lack of the lack of sadness he has for losing the world title. That's he's going to win it back though. It's Ric Flair. Like yeah, he's, he's... but at least be a little bit pissed off that but, he lost the title. But he'd never. I don't think Ric Flair at this time would show it. 
as mm. a character, right? Ric Flair's full of bluster. And, he, you know, if he's lost that belt, it's a fluke. He'll win it back. It doesn't matter. He's confident. You know, he's he, he get it back off Giant. It's fine. Giant's nothing to him. And I think that works really well with his character because he's like, he's just so full of bluster yeah. that you can't help but buy into it because one, it's Ric Flair. Of course, he's going to hold the belt again. But two, it's sort of like, oh, I can't wait to watch Giant just slap the piss out of you. That's can't cool. wait to watch Giant just slap the piss out of you. And all the Southern fans are like, yeah, Rick, you do it. You go beat that giant. That's the good shout. You That's... send Andre's son packing back to New York. <laughs> um, he says, as he looks ahead to Slambury and the Lethal Lottery, him mm. and Savage making a random team facing Arn Anderson and Eddie Guerrero. He encourages Arn Anderson to not make the same mistake twice. Uh, referencing their mini feud mm. back in 95. Yeah. Was it 95 or 94? Their mini feud. Mini feud. Might have been mini Yeah, I think it was 95. <laughs> uh, Flair then references the killer blonde in the audience and says that she definitely wants to have a drink with the nature boy. Cut to Deborah McMichael looking very despondent at this. Uh, the waitress takes over a little glass of Perignon, a champagne. For Deborah, who then holds it up, toasts Ric Flair, and pours it on the ground. Good lass. Mongo's like, yeah, she's a southern belle. She don't like no Flair, baby. Saves me having to go down and beat up Flair. Phew. <laughs> I haven't got to defend my wife's honor. Thank God. Come on, Mongo, you coward. Kick fuck out of him. Um, Flair laughs it off and sell and. Elizabeth says, don't worry about the champagne. Savage has got plenty of money. <laughs> oh, alimony. Uh, and then we get a quick cut to our world's about to change. Oh, it does. Before we do, I want a quick and final note on that segment there yes. from the Wrestling Observer, who says the tentative plan looking ahead to June, the Great American Bash in Baltimore, yeah. Ric Flair and Arn Anderson teaming up to face Steve Mongo McMichael and recent Carolina Panthers standout, Kevin Green. I cannot wait. Mm. I cannot wait because Kevin Green, Macho Man Randy Savage and Steve Mongo McMichael all take part in possibly my favorite ever backstage WCW moment. Oh, I don't know this. It is. Um, there's a point where Macho Man's kind of just back out being Macho Man, doing his usual thing. Uh, but I believe it's Kevin Green needs educating on wrestling. He needs a little bit of a pep talk. He right. needs somebody with experience. And so Mongo's like, right. Mongo recruits the Macho Man to come in. And then there's this whole segment where they're teaching Kevin Green, the footballer, some stuff about wrestling. But they're doing it with, uh, have you ever seen like an American football coaches board where it'll be mm. like kind of, you'll, you'll have like just the, the layout of the field uh, and it's like a whiteboard that they draw on uh, so that they can kind of run through plays and stuff. They have one of those uh, and they're somehow trying to explain wrestling with it. And it's obviously all tied into Slim Jim because Macho Man's there and they've all got Slim Jims. Uh, but whenever it cuts to Kevin Green with the Slim Jim, it looks like somebody's just snapped the top off one and he's just putting it in his mouth and pretending to chew it. Oh. But it's a very close-up shot. So it looks like he's just, if I was to use my finger, it looks like he's just sort of put it against his teeth and he's just going... <laughs> he doesn't want to eat one. He's refusing to and eat a Slim Jim. Him just doing that. And it's just like, oh my God. It's just so funny. I don't know. I don't, you know, fair play. He doesn't want to eat it. Fine. I fuck that. But like, uh, you know, athlete probably doesn't want to be putting uh, greasy food into his body. They're very particular Put people. one buy of a Slim Jim ain't going to... I don't know what it was. Maybe it was a continuity thing where like, look, we're going to have to do this again. We're going to have to do this again. Just don't 
chew it to just sort of put it in your mouth it could be anything yeah it could uh, be but it, it's sort of like it, it's for whatever reason it just tickles me silly <laughs> every time i see it i just giggle oh well, i'm excited for that one <laughs> As it's you... just like it's like have you eaten your slim jim yes and he's just putting it under the table <laughs> take bits off feed it to the dog <laughs> under the table <laughs> rick stein is just <laughs> down there <laughs> I don't think which wrestler would be under that. Rick Steiner feeding them, feeding them bits of bloody American style pepperoni. Um, the blood runs cold vignette, as as yes. you said. So our world's about to change. change. Blood runs cold. Oh, coming soon. Jimmy Neal. <laughs> it's the cast of Alvida's in bed. Uh, Observer, I miss being broad. Oh, this is good, isn't it? Do you ever go? Want to go back? Uh, whenever I'm around my brother, I have to. Yeah, yeah. It, it naturally sort in. of comes out uh, when I'm around family. Yeah, same uh, with my family's very broad. Same with my brummy twang yeah. when I go home. Go home. Comes Ma! Back. <laughs> Comes back when I go home. Um, now, Observer reckon that this is not so much connected. Now, there was, because at this point, there was some scuttlebutt that the Blood Runs Cool thing was going to be connected to the, in, the income of Nash and Hall. Of Scott Hall and Kevin Ash from the WWF. Kevin Nash in that shitty gear. Lasers coming off his face. It's a multiverse where that happened. Having Kevin Nash hitting a spinning back kick, doing the full fucking Rob Van Dam. Oh my god, I need to see it. Scott Hall's just there as Scorpion, just literally in the same gear, just yellow. Uh, what is Glacier uh, Inferno? We'll call him. Uh, and you got Fire and Ice. But oh no, there's already a tag team called Fire and Ice. That sounds like a natural feud. <laughs> I need to just get on GM mode when the new game drops. I think. You need to, mate. Or we just get the thing. AI to write it. Oh, Here's what we've got. Write me a five star show. <laughs> <laughs> Dave sadly says it's not going to be that. It's looking like a faction, <laughs> a faction based, uh, a faction based on uh, cartoon characters, uh, possibly featuring Brian Adams, not the singer. Sorry, Brian Clark, not the singer. <laughs> Brian Clark is Crush, or is Brian Clark? Bro, yeah. sorry, Brian Adams is Crush. Brian, Brian Clark is, Brian is Clark's Adam, Adam Bomb. Bomb. I fucking loved Adam Bomb. Adam Bomb's a good egg. Loved Adam Bomb. Like I really want one of his footballs because I, I saw he, mm. he got more made. But I, yeah. Fucking loved Adam Bob. Once Wrath turns up, I'll have a chat. Fucking Three Mile Island, man. Oh, yes. Need a bit of that nonsense. Uh, Lord Steven. That's what wrestling is. That's what fucking wrestling is. It's that ridiculousness. That's what I fucking love. It's not too over the top. He was just somehow born and constituted inside a decommissioned, uh, meltdown nuclear reactor. And he's got a red tongue. Yeah. Okay, uh, but he came out with those cool as fuck goggles. He was built like a brick shit house. It was oh man, wrestling's it great class. when it's bollocks. Isn't yeah, it? wrestling's great when it's bollocks. Give me a tag team of builders, just day laborers <laughs> that just can't be asked. They just sit down halfway through and have a tea break. That's what I want. They're called they're called Matt and Phil Jobsworth. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it? They always do the job, <laughs> but on company. It's time. mainly because one of them gets distracted by the the sun. And he's just sat in the corner on page three, and then you've got his opponent getting rolled up. <laughs> <laughs> they come out, they come out playing their. And every theme time he's like Barry Man, <laughs> I got distracted. Sorry. They don't have their theme music playing on the speakers. They come out with a decorator's radio covered in white paint. They're playing it. <laughs> They're on just covered there. in shit. It's just, just overalls, just caked in like uh, magnolia emulsion. Just. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the match, they toast builders' teas, which are like pure milk and Both ten, glasses. ten sugars. <laughs> they throw it on Tea the front break. row. Their skin just melts right off. 
No, they have a tea break during their match. That's what I was tea saying. Break. Yeah. Tea break. And then they sit down in the corner and the opponent's like, what the fuck? And then eventually one of them pulls out the paper. The, the one that's active gets rolled up and that's it. Every yeah. time. So, every time. But then they can they can, they can can appeal to the referee and say, we were on our official tea break. We yeah, they, they, they bring out break. the union rep and that's who their manager is. Oh my God. They have a union rep who comes down, reverses every decision because, you know. I've just heard from their union rep that they and were on a And it would work in America because that's what they think unions do. It's like, oh, unions? <laughs> <laughs> unions? What? <laughs> What are we gonna do? <laughs> I want weekends and working rights. <laughs> Fuck this. Give me the Amazon Actually, wage cage. That is the problem. <laughs> that is the problem that with a tag team like like Mike and Phil Jobsworth, right? Yeah. You you can never book them in a pay-per-view feud because they don't work Sundays. <laughs> Or if they do, it's no, double you time. Down, you bring them down and they're just in their, 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 their Saturday night best. They're in like <laughs> polo tops. They've just been for a pint. And that's when you get more of a car park brawling style out of them. Right. Because they really don't want to be there. They just want to get it, you know, one, two, done. Because they're, yeah, yeah. they're on a night out. Yeah, and they're just all so. bluster. They're just drunkenly ranting into the mic. <laughs> We're getting double time for this. Your football team's shit. <laughs> There must be an indie in the in the world that'll happily book the Jobsworths as a tag team. <laughs> they have to look like nineteen nineties British builders, though. Yes, they absolutely. If you just if, you, if you're out there and you're thinking about doing this, just find a show called Alvidazane Pet. Dress oh. them like that. You're, you're laughing. <laughs> just dress him like that. Just dress him like that. Oh, I'm not a carpenter, man. <laughs> uh, Lord Stephen Regal faces Sting. I'm a Briggy. I'm a Briggy. Yeah, just say you're a chibi man. Get us, go on the job. Uh, like, you just got a dartboard, yeah. That was the that was the first uh, major story arc of Alfie's impact, wasn't it? Because um, Neville isn't needed on the job. They only needed two bricklayers. So he came so, on as a chippy. Yeah, he comes a, on as a chippy. Brenda, man, I'm not a carpenter. And then he finds a bomb uh, that from World War II during a dig, uh, completely accidentally saves the day and so gets to stay because they're about to ship him off. Yeah. Although they would then try to ship off one of the other. It's, it's just to watch it. Great show. I get distracted. It's a brilliant and the show. fucking music. Oh, Joe Fagan is a god. He is, isn't he? He's, He's special, an absolute special god. kind of soul for yeah. music. Back with the boys again. Back with the boys again. Banger. TV themes has been the main topic of today. <laughs> That and sometimes wrestling. Lord Stephen Regal faces Sting. Regal is fucking battered yes. from, from the car park brawl. And they have to mention that uh, Finley is also battered from the car park brawl because uh, Regal looks fucked here. Like he, he looks like he's been through the wars. He's covered in like uh, tape. He's covered in bandages. And obviously, you know, you gotta you gotta you know emphasize the importance of, of how physical that last match was. But it's like you think he looks bad. You should see <laughs> Finley. You should see the other guy. <laughs> I was hoping Regal would have said that to the camera. <laughs> you should see the other guy. Uh, Finley sustain, sustaining an injury and consequently he's out of Slamboree mm. uh, and being replaced by Dave Taylor, which is nice. I messaged Dave Taylor because he, he talked about doing a, he's doing like a UK training tour. Yeah. And I put on his Facebook, said, would love to have a chat with you uh, for a call to Holic about it, if you'd be free and bless him. About half an hour later, he just replied, just put, no. Nope. <laughs> Understand and totally fine. Yeah. You do you, Dave. Big fan of your work, sir. I just like the similar. Nope, nope. Fine. <laughs> Appreciate the answer. I'm a Stephen Larson man. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? <laughs> Fucking Stephen Larson. Man. I'll give you some wrestling juice in a minute. <laughs> Livid. Uh, so Regal's in a bad way. Uh, also, Heenan assures us that Regal had nothing to do with the breakup of Princess Diana and Prince Charles. Yes. So that's a big news thing from the culture in this 
in this last few in weeks. This, in this day and age. Diana and Charles breaking up. If you want to find out more about that, watch The Crown on Netflix mm. and then just sort of tone it back by about 50%. So that's yeah. kind of And then I go happened. to Wikipedia and read about what actually happened. Yeah, yeah. that's that's basically what you should do. Yeah. And check for edits from like uh, Andrew, from <laughs> Charles, from anybody in the family because... You know, they're going to be editing things to make themselves look nicer. Charles had a massive wrinkle. Charles Wiki. <laughs> HRH. Not, not HRH. Uh, Sting immediately. <laughs> My favorite dinosaur. Sting immediately goes for the Scorpion Deathlock. Regal makes it to the ropes. And he just staggers around in a lot of pain. And then we get reminded to play with the big boys. Oh, that weird little advert where, where, the, where the WCW logo is smashed by a big hand, who I think is the giant's hand. It's got to be. He's got the biggest hands in the bloody yeah, world. Yeah, those big fingers. Yeah. Big, it's either him or Elton John with the sausage fingers. <laughs> Elton John famously had to have his piano keys made seven times wider than the normal key. He has got little sausage fingers, but he's the greatest piano player of all time. That wasn't your gift, but you made it work. Uh, so after the break... So he's just rolling, just doing forward rolls up the piano uh, just for Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> keeps all his, so all his songs sound similar because he uses the same keys that are near I don't know, he's got four arms. <laughs> Two of them are fake. Uh, I knew it! They're just set to play an octave. They're, they're spaced perfectly for the octave, so whatever he plays. This is Sam's latest <laughs> conspiracy theory. That's truth. <laughs> I know him, mate. It's my best mate. That's why he wore that Donald Duck outfit. <laughs> yeah. To distract everybody from his two other arms. He was he was doing Dodgers Stadium like the day before we left LA. And it was like, oh, oh. kind of want to go. But it was expensive. How it was much, very expensive. Hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. It's Elton, isn't it? Dodgers. Uh, Elton at Dodgers Stadium. But that was the thing. It was like, oh, you got to see Elton John at Dodgers Stadium. <laughs> a bit on Disney Plus. Yeah. Because the whole thing's on Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have been a Disney princess. Yeah. Eh. 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 <laughs> he doesn't need to be no Disney princess. He's already Elton fucking John. That's fair. Oh. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, now, Sting uh, has the has pretty much Regal on the ropes here because Regal's in a bad way. Gets a few arm ringers in, tries to turn the tide. Stinky's finding a way out. An eye poke gives Regal a bit of an opening, but not mm. for long because Sting catches him with a drop kick and a Japanese arm drag. Mm. Regal dodges a Stinger splash, but Sting counters a butterfly suplex with a back bridge for a three count. Which, nice, nice, mm. nice little finish there. And also, like, uh, it's it's kind of like Regal obviously being so battered visibly when you can see him all taped up and stuff. Um, to the audience, it's, it's just sort of like, oh, you're expecting that super quick, Deathlock kind of Sting's going to really capitalize, right? But you know, I can't really say valiantly because he's a bad guy. But like, he fights as valiantly as he can in the situation, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so it's like you know, even when he's compromised in this manner after such a hard hitting affair last week, he's still just you know going for it. And yeah. It's I like it. He's still giving it socks yeah. despite that, which is a, a valiant thing to do. And his is a his his uh, his his man not manager. He's like valet. His 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 butler Jeeves. Jeeves, who boy they Jeeves. spell it so many different ways. I'm just going to start calling him Jibbles. <laughs> so, like a hamster. You know Jibbles? Jibbles the yeah, hamster. Yeah, look at Jibbles. Jibbles the hamster. That's a great name for a hamster, Jibbles. I like them Jibbles for a hamster. <laughs> it sounds too much like giblets. That's <laughs> why I like it. Might call a hamster giblet. Can't get a hamster while we got a cat, because Pablo's Yeah, got, that's going to be very, got a very badly. <laughs> I'll never forget Pablo going to stay with uh, Alex's sister and we couldn't find him for a little while and we found him eventually in my nephew's room 
where he had a hamster cage and Pablo just staring intently at the hamster cage. Yeah. Like not blinking. And I was like, and you're not going in this room for the duration <laughs> of the trip. But as soon as we took him out and shut the door, he just like held vigil by yeah. the door, like yeah. any moment I'm gonna yeah. get to The second know. that there's a break, num, I'm getting num, through. Num, 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 yeah. Delicioso <laughs> hamsters. Delicioso. Uh, the giant is in our main event. He is defending the WCW world title against Leg Luger. Or is he? No, it's clearly Sting because Sting's music's playing. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? So we come back from break. <laughs> Sting's music still going off. And then here comes Hacksaw Sting Duggan. <laughs> uh, and they quickly stick Jim Duggan's well, music on. Sting does a big woo like Flair, doesn't he? But it, it's like, woo! Uh, but yeah, instead of the hoe, it's just, whoa! <laughs> whoa! <laughs> the ref and Dave Penzer have a chat to figure out what's happening. And Dave Penzer fills us in by going, no, he doesn't. He says uh, that <laughs> Lex Luger has not arrived yet. And he said, because he's a pussy bitch, apparently. <laughs> because he <laughs> is a pussy bitch, he's not arrived yet. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> God, Penza. Just Bischoff laying it in on commentary. He's not a pussy bitch. <laughs> uh, Ref and Penza have a chat, and Penza says that Luger's not arrived. Now, this is a re-up, a rewind yes. of what happened on Saturday night, mm. where Luger was meant to fight the Giant, and the and Luger's car broke down. So you've got two high-profile matches now that Luger has just not appeared for. Mm. He's had an excuse each time, so it's not like he's just no-showed and not called ahead or anything, but he's he's made sure that just by the time his match has started, he's not quite there. Uh, Duggan has offered to take his spot instead. I The thing that I think I think you'll have an answer to this, and I think I'm glad that you have. But like, it doesn't for me. If it was Lex as the champion and the giant challenging him, this would make sense. Yeah, but it feels like Lex is just avoiding a title shot. Yeah, that, that's what kind of confuses me with it. Is that I guess the giant is unlike anything we've seen he's just to date to, he's in WCW. He's he's a he's an absolute specimen, right? Mm. He's a monster. He's angry. He will tear anybody apart, and he's been desperate to get his hands on Lex Luger quite some time mm. uh, in this sort of situation. And Luger probably, you know, looking at it going, I could win the belt, but I'll probably just have my arms ripped off mm. because I'd literally be wrestling a, a, a Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> so that might, It's yeah. like the height of a Wookiee. Yeah, the Giants yeah. like a, yeah. He's, a He's like a human <laughs> Wookiee hybrid. Yeah. yeah, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. Uh, Wookie is uh, Chewbacca makes his way to the ring. You don't remember all those promos. Luger! Uh! <laughs> <laughs> Out comes Giant. As Giant's getting into the ring, Duggan starts slugging him. Yeah. Uh, Referee's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a dickhead. Whoa. I'm not going to ring the bell to start the match, but whoa. It was weird, though, because it had no real effect on Giant, because he got in the ring, just held the belt. Yeah, I'm a champion. Like, nothing had happened. <laughs> and then it and, just sort of starts. <laughs> yeah, and so as he as he puts, gives the belt to Jimmy Hart, Duggan jumps him again. <laughs> and it's, it proves zero effective, because Giant just fucking swats him down. Yeah, it'd be like, it'd be like running up against this wall. Mm. It, you know, it's just not going to end well for you. No. No. Uh, all giant from Less here. Less for trying, though. I mean, good effort. Yeah, God plus, loves you know, if you can't have Lex Luger, Mr. America, you can have Mr. America, 
well, the El original Eho's Mr. America. Del Mr. America was Lex Luger. The original Mr. America versus Duggan. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Duggan catches Giant getting back into the ring after they fight on the outside. Same as how the match fucking started. And then Duggan avoids a corner splash as well to stay into this. Now, I liked this. The finish to this, I actually quite liked. Yeah. I didn't, I still don't get the logic of it, but they, 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 I, I give them a point for telling, for, for, for dropping some story hints the week before mm-hmm. and then doing this now. So last week we had Duggan tape up his fist. Yes. And whoopang, pop Meng and beat him because a fist with a bit of cloth around it, it's twice it's as effective. A, a, just a fist, yeah. yeah. It's, it's bullshit, it's weird, whatever. We see Duggan on his, on his back, panicked and trying to wrap his fist. Yeah. And the commentators go, oh, hang on. He's taping his fist. Like, <laughs> is this what? But then Giant grabs him by the throat. And before he can even swing with the fist, Giant chokeslammed him. And I like that storytelling. Yeah. That's it's almost nice. like, oh, if he'd hit it with that, as bollocks as it is, if he'd hit it with it, if he hit him with it, that would have been it. We'll never know. I like that. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know whether the pickings have been so slim in the past four months that I'm now just like happy to see some scraps on the table. They've been, they've been pretty slim. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know. I'm just happy to see like, oh, I mean, that's a bit of story. Mm. We'll have that. But it doesn't end there either. Because no. Giant then goes back to Duggan and starts tearing into him like another, me after like choke, six man, pints with a three kilo bag of McDonald's. <laughs> just like, uh, he's just, yeah, lays him in with another choke slam. And then all of a sudden outruns Cobra. 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 Cobra's still alive? Cobra's still alive! He's not become NWO Sting yet. Not yet. Not yet. He's here. He's He's glistening. He's G.I. Joe and he's topless. And he's G.I. No, because the moment (laughs) he comes out, he's fucking Joe slammed into oblivion. But don't worry, here comes the Cuban assassin. Like, someone's like opened opened the jobber door by accident. (laughs) They just ran out. Oh my God. Daylight. Oh, the ring. The (laughs) ring. (laughs) Is it worldwide yet? Chokeslaps. We're on Nitro, boys. (laughs) It's like a pitch invasion, isn't it? (laughs) Enhancement talent. Cuban assassin gets fucking creamed. Here comes Alex Wright. I'll get him, I promise. Chokeslam, no, you fucking won't. Uh, And then eventually, Ric Flair. Comes out with the wooden chair he's been sat on all night by the stage. Plants it right across the giant's face, but the giant still doesn't go down. No, he hangs on in there. And then here comes Stang. Oh, no, it's Sting. And he jumps off the top rope and chop blocks the giant all the way to the ground. And then he tries to roll him over into the scorpion death lock. Jimmy Hart with the megaphone. Interferes, cracks him. So Sting doesn't even get to talk it. No. Uh, he, he literally, just before he's about to talk it, Jimmy Hart nails him so we don't get to see how the giant would react in the death lock, which is a nice little bit of teasing. Mm. Uh, but then, yeah, it's it, just sort of like a big, big kerfuffle to end, and then the show ends very abruptly. Well, it does, because then here comes Lex Luger with a yes. Halliburton briefcase. And he goes straight for Sting when he gets into the ring. Did well, you notice that? He did, went straight towards Sting, and then the giant is pulled away by Jimmy Hart. But he does go straight towards Well, it's, it's like the giant sort of notices Lex come into his eyesight. And as we know, the, his vision is based on movement. Yes. Uh, so Sting's like silently in the corner like conductors. this, going like, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> uh, and then in runs Luger. Uh, and then as Luger kind of lifts the briefcase and goes to Sting, he stops in his tracks, looks at Giant, and it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Mm. And he sort of lifts it up to go for Giant. And then it's like, not mm. happening for you, Lex. Not happening. No, and off the, off the giant goes. Gene gets into the ring. Um, where were you when Gene Mike died? 
I was at home eating smegma butter when Piotr rang. He died. He killed. Gene Mike is killed. No. No. That's called bookending. Gene... Jeans out is a mic eventually works. Yeah, it was just a theme for the evening was yeah. fuck mics. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, he asks Luger where he's been. And then Sting says, where have you been? And it's like Luger goes, where have I been? Um, I've been, we're out of time on night show. See you next week. Well, commentary kind of, uh, Sting gets in and commentary have done a little bit of a, like, why is he here now? And Sting's sort of like, it's a bit suspicious. He doesn't mm. say it in as many words, yeah, but he's kind of alludes. It. It's a bit sort of like, this is too... High-profile challenges that you've just welched out on, like what are you doing? You just kind of gone like, no, nah, I'm out. Mm. Like, what's all this about? Find out on Nitro next week. Find out on an all-new exciting episode of Dragon Ball Nitro. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be lovely. <laughs> Thoughts on Nitro? Fucking wouldn't. You'd have fifty episodes of just like Sting getting ready to hit the Deathlock, and then he hits it. And then the seven episodes of it being applied and trying to escape it. Uh, and you, when you go back to Dragon Ball, man, it, it's it's wild how much of it is just like, oh, we're still fighting. <laughs> oh, so you're telling four me... Four episodes of fighting now. <laughs> so you're telling me that if this was Dragon Ball, then it would be weeks and weeks and weeks of building up to uh, something really disappointing. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts on Nitro this week? Uh, not as good as last week's, but uh, still very much in a similar spirit. I like the chaotic nature of it. I think it's starting to lean a little bit more into that, whether it knows it or not. Um, it, it's just feeling very sort of fast-paced, very exciting to watch, regardless of you know how the action stacks up in the ring. There's, there's still a lot of variety on offer. Um, and I bet it would have been really good in the it like to be in the arenas back then mm. compared to you know looking at it now on tv it's only sort of half the experience isn't it so i, I think that like had i been in the audience i probably would have had a great time yes uh because uh, you know it would have been ridiculous and a lot of fun but i think just a couple of points get knocked off for it because of like the flare cutting away and just a little bit of storyline stalling we're still got going on but then again you know we've got to give things room to breathe but then how long can stuff breathe for when it's been breathing for a year and a half <sighs> one of the better episodes as far as i'm concerned uh, some storyline elements in there which i quite enjoyed finally a reason for savage to be properly carted away because yep. it did go over the line yep. uh we're finally getting the, the look at the cruiserweight division it's been very uh, flim flam mm. on nitro at least in terms of mentioning it uh the giant's the Giants title reign starts in a somewhat confusing manner. Mm. Um, I'd rather him just, if, I mean, he did get Duggan just to waltz through. But, yeah. Uh, then like Flair and Sting and the roster all coming for him. I guess it's the whole thing of I'm the Giant, come one, come all. Yeah. Uh, so there's some interesting storyline, little tangents as we head towards Slamboree, which, is, which is, itself is a hot mess of wrestling. But we'll get to that on another day. Would you be happy if it wasn't, though? I, no, like, I, I like the hot mess nature I, of things. I'm a big fan of the hot mess yeah. nature. I find an episode of a classic review where the show is really good is less fun to talk about. Is, is, like, is a bad episode of, say, like Nitro, like a bad Nitro, the worst Nitro we've watched, mm -hmm. how does that stack up against a bad current episode of something like Dynamite or SmackDown or mm -hmm. Raw, would you say? Which would you rather watch? I mean, Nitro if you is take, shorter. If you take nostalgia out of it and time factor out of it, just the kind of general feel and theme of it which would you rather watch like when it was two bad shows i'm not talking weeks a week like would you rather watch old stuff over all current product like if you had to take a bad current episode of products and a bad wcw 
I think I'm going to side with WCW. I think because I know that it's going to be hokey ridiculous rather than just kind of like weird sort of incidental ridiculousness as it is now. Mm, I think I might be a bit of a woke lefty cuck and go modern. <laughs> really? I think the I think the wrestling in on the whole. Oh God, yeah, so much is better. better. But I, I, you don't get things like it's not hot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you lose some of the post-ironic fun. Yeah. Oh, would well, you know what? Thankfully, we don't have to choose because yeah. we can do both. Because the WWE Network slash Peacock, we know it's on Peacock in most places in the world, but we still have the WWE Network, so we're going to keep calling it please. that. Please stop correcting us on it. It's still the WWE ch- Network here. We're still on the WWE Network. And please never change that. Yeah, please don't. Please, um, for the love of God, I'm not getting another massive subscription to Sky just so I can watch. Oh. I feel like we've had a stay of execution of the network for some hey, time. Hey, do you want £85 a month when it comes back to Sky for your, your live package? <laughs> no! <laughs> Get away! I just want to pay a tenner. Yeah. That's all just, I want to pay. Just nine ninety nine, please. I know it's dead cheap <laughs> for what you're really offering, and I respect that, but I just want a tenner. Disney, because I think like Disney Plus is like six ninety nine or whatever, and I'm like... I thought a, Disney Plus has gone up like 12 That's it. Yeah. Maybe mine's gone up. I've not checked the direct debit in a while. I'm <laughs> cancelling mine soon, I think. Why? I, I, I've got far too many, man. I've got far too many streaming services, and I like Disney Plus... But I, I'm just sort of I'm 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 cutting cords from cord cutting. Oh. I'm cutting all of the the invisible cords that we don't have anymore. Oh, cutting all of the wireless. <laughs> <laughs> cutting down the internet. <laughs> Cut down the internet right now. Uh, so you're losing. I, I might give Apple TV a bash. Like I like to kind of trade in and out. Okay. So. I'm pretty sure you get like a free Apple TV on some. Plus, I can I can't wait for Netflix's entire business model to fall apart when they start trying to sue people for sharing passwords. Oh, oh that'll be exciting. When everybody just goes, "Oh, right, sweet, yeah, well, we'll just join this other service." Mm. Um, see you later, and then six weeks later, it'll be like, "Okay, Netflix has been bought by Disney Plus and is now being folded into it." <laughs> oh my god! I mean, that'd be cheaper. That'd be cheaper anyway. Vince McNetflix comes out. I own. <laughs> <laughs> What's the fate? The very fate of <laughs> <laughs> That's You know how he spells his name? Well, now he can spell it G-O-N-N-Double. You can now spell it. Name that ident. Ah, fuck. Is that? That's not Disney. What's that one? Disney Plus. Is that Disney Plus? Sure, yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the I going on to the Disney. Ooh. Yeah, Netflix is ba Prime is like a weird little glassy jingly thing, isn't it? Oh, I don't know what Prime's is. I don't know. Do you know that YouTube's got I'll tell you now. what, it's not. One of them should just start with Netflix, in fact, should start. I would get an account again if they just got the ties ahead. Why Why can't we have the ties ahead anymore? <laughs> yeah, I'm red, I'm red, I'm ties ahead. Except we can be Netflix head. I'm red, I'm red, I'm Netflix. And he's got to make snarky comments about everything on the channel. Channel, (laughs) on the service. I mean, Netflix is already quite snarky, so having a ties ahead appear as you go, are you still watching Friends? (laughs) Is quite... Get a life. Yeah, get get a life, you loser. YouTube's got a noise now. Does it? When you watch it on my telly, on my PS4, as it loads, it goes... It's gone too far. The world's got fucking We've all got noises now. I don't have a noise. We have no cultaholic has a noise. We used to have a noise. It was boo, clap, boo, clap, clap, boo, boo, clap, boo, boo, clap. We still have it on the podcast. Yeah. I, but I make sure it's still It's a bit of a long noise, though. Start we need one that's just sort of like, bing. Duh. <laughs> what, can you, we, what can we, what can, what can the noise be? Let us know. Classic at cultaholic.com. Yeah, write in. And you've got to describe it. Uh, you've got to write it out. 
Uh, phonetically, is that? Yeah. yeah. So you got you got to write it out how it's pronounced. Boom clap, boom boom clap, boom boom clap, boom yeah. boom clap would be the cultaholic noise. Yeah, but we, we need a new one. We need a sexier one. It's got to last about a second and a half, and that is it. Mm. All right. If you got chops though, if you got chops, why don't you write us one? Mm. Yeah, we can play it at the start of every nitro. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have got chops, put a breaker on them for dinner. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's at the Sam Driver on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. So get that. All right, Goldaholic on Twitter. Never going to do it. We didn't. We didn't get to do that tonight. It'll just be like, oh, no, no, that's what we heard from Steve. And then you hear Bobby go, punch him, hit, hit him, hit it, hit it, and it just cuts. <laughs> so therefore, right, I'm going to do a hard cut here. There's going to be no music, yeah. and the just last thing people are going to hear is you going hit him. Yeah. Whenever you're ready, go for it. Thank you and good night. Hit it, hit it. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.